You're listening to the latest Sunday edition of ATR Radio. It's October 4th, 2015. Today's episode, newly elected president of the International Tennis Federation, David Haggerty, tells Around the Rings that construction on Rio 2016's tennis venue is coming together well. He expects tennis at the Rio Olympics to be the highlight of the sport in the city for years to come. Haggerty was elected president of the ITF on September 25th at the Federation's General Assembly in Santiago, Chile. Looking forward, he says that outgoing President Francesco Ricci Bidi is a terrific role model to help him settle into the ITF presidency. Haggerty, who spoke with ATR editor Ed Hula after his election, said his first order of business is to build a new team feeling among the Federation leadership. He told ATR that he was somewhat surprised by the results of the ITF presidential election. Well, I, I didn't expect uh... Uh, the outcome to be quite what it was, but it was certainly the, a clear voice of the nations of you know what they're what they're looking for. Um, you know, I think of, of the four candidates, uh, we, I thought we would be very very close in, in vote count in the first ballot, and um, wasn't quite the case. Uh, there was a bit of a gap between um, you know two and, and three and four. So, um, but it was a you know well run race for great candidates and. Uh, I'm just happy that in the end I was uh, able to prevail and, and look forward to this opportunity. Now, what kind of a, any changes that you're anticipating, expecting to make as you transition to the presidency and the Federation headquarters in London? Well, besides location of where I'll be living. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to move um, to London, yes. M- moving to London, but my plan is to uh, go in over for a couple of weeks uh, of meetings and um really um, making sure that I have a good grounding and understanding of what is there and what's going on. And I think from there we'll, you know, we'll see. I think the things that I talked about most that I think are very, very important is, um, you know, collaborations uh, with the nations. Um, you know, I think that the, the vote was very close, and I think that means we need to work together and collaborate with all the nations, smaller nations, uh, you know, as well as in the medium and, and larger nations. Um, and which I'm, I've been committed to doing since day one. I've, I've said that. Um, so I think communicating with all the nations, going to regional meetings, reaching out, uh, I think is the most important thing. Um, the other thing that we'll be looking at, obviously, we, all, all the candidates, and I certainly uh, campaigned about uh, Davis Cup and Fed Cup format changes, and uh, I will you know, go in that direction with a group of people. But I think the first thing is to settle the staff down, change of president, get to know the staff, make sure they're comfortable, uh, talented board, you know, they have uh, 14 members in total, um, nine are new, so um, that means uh, working together and uh, building a team uh, feeling within the board so that we're all aligned with what we're doing. We can always disagree on ideas, but I think make decisions and then align behind them. So um, we'll have a, you know, the next board meeting will be in November around the Fed Cup tie, and uh, we had a nice meeting yesterday for about a, you know, an hour and a half or so, and uh, I, I think it will all come together. So I think those are a couple of areas, and then finally the third area is um, development, you know, the growth of tennis around the world and development funds to support the nations, and that's why I think the formats in, in Davis Cup and Fed Cup over time will generate more revenue, which will then be able to help the nations do more to 
develop tennis and have uh, you know good good developmental uh, players coming up as well as certain countries it's going to need infrastructure they need courts they need equipment uh, so it's going to mean different things to different countries but that's our most important goal now the olympic aspect of your work will increase now that you're itf president you've got to look oversee the preparations for the what's going on in Rio as well as future Olympics, the Olympic program being involved with uh, organizations like the the Summer Olympic International Federations. Uh, First of all, Rio, what is your take on how the preparation is going and what you're expecting uh, next summer at the 2016 Olympics? Well, it's very exciting. I think that uh, just looking at uh, the court's um, uh, pictures of the courts almost finished, uh, the stadium being built, uh, net posts in uh, lines are painted. Um, so it's, it's coming together well. We'll have a test event in December. Um, so I'm you know very excited. I will go down probably and attend uh, part of that just to, to see. I'll certainly be there for, uh, for the Olympics next year. It's great for the sport of tennis. We have many athletes that um, you know just dream of representing the country in the Olympics so um, it will be it will be very good and you know with Francesco who's uh, been a terrific uh, role model for for me for uh, the ITF president I've got some big shoes to fill but I also have a, a you know a friendship and, and I know he will be supportive and help in transition um, and introduce me as uh, as you know with his ASWAP responsibilities and Sport Accord and, and um, other duties that he has beyond that, um, I think that he will be very helpful in uh, helping uh, introduce me to, to the Olympic family that I don't know yet, as well as going to Washington for uh, you know, the ANAC uh, meetings coming up uh, in, in late October. So I will be getting my feet wet there as well. Tracy Godry, Vice President of the International Cycling Union, also expressed confidence in Rio 2016 during an interview with ATR last week. She said that a presentation from Rio 2016 at the last UCI Congress in September inspired hope in plans for next year's Olympic Games. Rio had, particularly in the last six months, really um, accelerated a lot of the work that's being done. Um, I have the benefit of uh, being uh, working very close with an Australian who's the chef de mission for the Australian team, who actually went around all of the road courses only uh, four weeks ago um, and was part of a test event on the road to see how well that came together. The velodrome um, construction is, is going ahead. It's, it's very much catching up and uh, the Rio delegation presented to the UCI Congress only on Friday to share uh, some of the vision. Uh, the mountain bike course is pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, BMX is, is pretty much done. So it's really the track, which is a brand new uh, construction mm-hmm. and something that Rio obviously hasn't tackled before, but it's mm-hmm. looking pretty good. Aside from talk about the road to Rio, Godry was still brimming with excitement over the addition of the Women's World Tour to the Federation's 2016 calendar. We have created a very deliberate strategy that is now in the, in the public space 
to put women's cycling and men's cycling on the same pedestal. It's professional cycling. Mm. Um, it's no longer the men's world tour or the world tour is only for men. Um, we will be creating the label, the world tour, so that the, the world tour for men and women is, the, is almost the same label, that we have the same concepts. Um, we have created a calendar that's full around of the season from March to September, culminating in the world championships and every single race in that calendar will be broadcast, uh, you know, whether it's live or a live stream or post-production. And for the first time, there are a series of one-day races and stage races. So it's equivalent to the world tour that has been in existence for men for many years. And that means the organisers of many men's races are saying, well, it's time for me to put on a race for the women as well. And you can see that with the Tour de France and La Course, uh, with Ghent Vegelen with a women's race as well as a men's race, and the Vuelta, which is the Tour of Spain, is also putting on uh, a race just for women. So what is happening is it's increasing the investment of organisers who have traditionally only provided races for men to say there's an opportunity for us, and for new organisers to come out and produce new events. And what we hope that will do will provide an impetus for greater investment in professional women's teams because they are now competing on a platform uh, that is the pinnacle platform in women's racing. And the World Tour will become the prize that women are aiming for to become the Women's World Tour champion, uh, just as it is for the men, you know, to be the, the best team in the World Tour or to be the number one ranking in the World Tour for men is... is uh, one of the highest um, achievements that professional cycling can make, and that's what we're setting up for the women. Would you say this is falling in line with Olympic Agenda 2020 at all? Has that influenced the decision? Well, yes. Yes and no. Um, yes, because uh, Olympic, you know, Agenda 2020 is about creating equality for, you know, equity for men and women in all sports and in all disciplines. Uh, and we must say that in most of our disciplines on the Olympic Games, we've got equality, not quite in, in road racing yet. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also our, our own agenda. Um, cycling it has been working, particularly since the election of Brian Cookson, to provide uh, greater equity. And we're very pleased to say that in all of the world championships in every single discipline, the prize money is the same. In all of the World Cup events in every discipline where there is a World Cup for men and women, the prize money is the same. So we're creating equality all around. The Women's World Tour is one more step in that direction, but it's a pretty big step. Again, those were clips from ATR interviews with ITF President David Haggerty and UCI Vice President Tracy Godry. Be sure to check into Around the Range this week for more editions of ATR Radio. And as always, check into ATR online on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn for all news related to the Olympic movement. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.